At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is rush hour with danny burke on vsin the sports betting network Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for joining us on this Monday evening, an exciting one at that. That is featuring for what should be a pretty exciting Monday night football matchup. Raiders, Chargers, a lot to get into and discuss with that matchup this evening. So you know what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the first half line, some other miscellaneous bets. My prop action that I've got for that game and overall analysis. And to help us even dive into it deeper, Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast, will be giving us her thoughts on the game, overall bets with total spread. I know she's got some interest in the props too, so I'm always excited and love to pick people's brains about their props and those type of angles they got with betting primetime games. So Danielle will give us her thoughts on those in about 15 minutes, and we'll get more of the content she's going to be bringing to the Los Angeles City cast. Afterward, Amal Shaw, co-host of Odds On right here on BCD Sports Betting Network. Half hour away, Amal will be joining us. Typically, he comes on about Thursdays or Fridays, but he's going to be joining us early this week, and we'll talk college football like we typically do with Amal. we got another solid slate to look forward to. We've got Michigan and Nebraska, so I'm always a sucker to see them all, or rather hear them all talk crap about the Oscars and how he's going to fade them. So I will talk about that with them all and many more college football games this upcoming week. Penn State, Iowa. That'll be a fun one and excited to hear what them all's got in terms of that game. And at the end of the show, like we said, we got prop shelf. So a lot to get to. Let's jump right into it and tell you these lines for Monday Night Football, how they've opened, how they have altered, if at all, 
And with this being a home game for the Chargers, you know, if you're just listening to my guys in the desert with Story Bond and Tony and Chad on Adam Hill, who covers the Raiders out in the West Coast, and made it seem like there's a bunch of Raiders fans there. And, you know, take that information as you will, but look, a lot of people seem to be liking Las Vegas in this spot, and how could you? They're on a nice little roll here. The Chargers have looked solid, too, but with this line at three, it seems just perfect, right? I mean, it seems in the right spot and not really necessarily a great angle one way or the other, and it hasn't moved really at all. Minus three is what we're seeing. Uh, minus 112 if you want to lay it with Los Angeles at Bat Rivers. Minus 103 if you want to take the three points with Las Vegas. Money line, minus 165 for the Chargers, plus 145 for the Raiders. This total you've kind of seen go back and forth, but 52 is really where we've seen it. 52, 52 and a half, right around that region, but even that's minus 110 each way. If I was looking to bet this one in terms of the full game, and I'm not, I'm of course doing other angles like I typically do with props or a first half bet, but if I were going to do something, I think I would go with the Chargers. I would lay the points here in this spot. I think not that the Raiders are due for a loss. I mean, this is a pretty even game, but you know, I trust this Chargers defense a little bit more so. And their run defense has been brutal as <laughs> at this point, that's for sure. But, you know, we understand what the Raiders love to do, and that's pass the ball. And they have a huge running back committee now, whether or not Jacobs is going to be in the mix. But still, I think this Chargers secondary can do enough to limit their car at some points. And we know how much Justin Herbert can sling it. We know all the talent they have offensively as well. So I can see why people want to bet the over. But at the end of the day, I think if I had to lean, it would be with the Chargers here minus three. Not betting it, though. Not doing the full game. But let me kind of direct you to some other angles that could be a little bit more profitable or, you know, have some more confidence for you in terms of betting them. And that's going to be the first half angles for Monday Night Football. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to it with my better half. For Los Angeles and Las Vegas, baby. It is time to look at the beginning parts of this game. There you go, my better half. Let's jump right into it with the first half three-way lines. The Raiders catching plus 132 at Bet Rivers. Chargers minus 129. And the tie, if you think they are going to be knotted up, even score going into the second half, 11-1 to 1 are the odds at Bet Rivers. Now, of course, you could do the tie no bet for the first half. You don't get as good a value, but if it does push, you would get your money back as opposed to doing the first half three-way bet. If it pushes, you don't bet the tie, then you would lose. But the Raiders in the tie, no bet, plus 128. The Chargers in this one, instead of minus 129, or minus 162. Looking what these teams have done thus far in the first half, Raiders 1-2 and two on the first half money line as of this point. They're averaging 10.3 first half points per game, so it's not like they've come out firing in the first half. They've done themselves a couple of holes so far, but worked their way back into it. Uh, defensively, they're allowing right at about 12 first half points per game as of this point. Chargers have done fairly well in the first half. In the three games, they're two and one straight up on the first half money line. They're racking up about 13 first half points per game as of this point. Defensively, they're limiting their opponents to just 8.7 first half points per game. Nothing I like too much here. I straight up, I just don't really know what to expect. Because again, like I said with the spread, you know, it's not like my thoughts are changing that much just based on the first half of this game. If anything, it's even more indecisive for me to want to go first half with this one as opposed to the full game. But if you want to look at what's happened as of this point, just with the small sample size, and I guess the slight advantage is with the Chargers. And if you don't want to lay as much on the money line, naturally you could always do the spread. Chargers minus one and a half is minus 115. Raiders catching one in the hook 
is minus 105. Chargers 2-1 ATS with that first half spread applied to all three games this season. Raiders 1-2 ATS catching 1.5 as of this point. But if you follow the show, you know my interests typically lie in how many points are going to be scored in the first half. That's always the route I genuinely favor to take. And so let's go into it with the total points for the first half. 26.5 is what we're seeing over minus 112, under minus 109. And as much as the over is getting bet for the full game and even in the first half number because it opened at about 24.5 right around there, now it's up to 26.5. Both of these teams have stayed under 26 and a half first half total points in all three games so far this season. Still slightly shaded to the over, minus 112, and the under is minus 109. Again, you know, this is always kind of a crapshoot, it seems, when these two teams are going up against it. Yes, they have all the offensive firepower to easily get over this mark and go over the full game total, but am I willing to bet it to find out? Probably not, because I think what's also kind of intriguing to see what happens right out of the gates is... Are these teams going to be throwing it like we've seen them do consistently, or will they attack the ground game? Because, again, you know, the Raiders have three solid backs at this point, and Kenyon Drake, Peyton Barber, and then if Jacobs is going, he's healthy. Obviously, he can be a stud, too. And where the Chargers defensively have slacked has been against the run. So on the ground game, maybe that's how John Gruden approaches this one. Perhaps. And then, as Adam Hill was talking about, of my guys in the desert, he's kind of expecting more of a ground attack. Maybe that could take some people by surprise, from the Chargers, who haven't utilized Eckler on the ground as much as they have in the past. So maybe that's how they look to attack it and would certainly bode more in favor to the under. Not love with that one, though. And 26 and a half is a little bit too steep. But again, because of how much talent we have offensively in this game, I don't want to place any money on it to find out. But the bet that I am going to end up pulling the trigger on, or already did, but that I'm playing officially, is going to be the total points by the respective team. And the team that I am trusting to get over their mark is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. 13.5 is the number we're seeing. Now it's up to minus 136 at Bet Rivers to the over, under plus 104. I laid minus a buck 20 earlier in the day, so I did total points by Los Angeles over 13.5 in the first half. Chargers only went over this at Kansas City with 14 points. But again, it's a small sample size, and you look at the defense they're going up against in Las Vegas, they've allowed their opponents over this mark. And two out of the games thus far and Pittsburgh's the only team that didn't go over and we know how atrocious Pittsburgh's offense is with Big Ben as their quarterback right now uh, the Ravens put up 14 in game one Steelers only put up seven but then the Dolphins even were able to put a 14 in an offense that you know had Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback which he's a fine quarterback but I certainly have more faith in Justin Herbert so I imagine that the Chargers can have success in this game out of the gate I don't know how defensively they're going to be doing and that's why I'm not doing anything with the spread or the money line would rather like the Chargers here at 13 and a half. And I do trust the Chargers defense a little bit more so, especially that secondary, absolutely more so than the Raiders. So if the Chargers keep up with that game plan of passing, Mike Williams has been an absolute beast. Keenan Allen continues to dominate. Eckler gets involved in the passing game as well. There's no doubt in my mind that they can easily get two tutties in the first half. So I bet Chargers over 13 and a half points minus 120. Now, as for the Raiders, their numbers set at about 12 and a half, kind of a no man's land, so to speak. Plus, I mean, 13 you can obviously get in terms of just a touchdown and a couple of field goals in the first half. Not that that's not, you know, something that could occur, but it's not frequently common per se. But, you know, 12 and a half for the Raiders, overs minus 118, unders minus 110. Chargers have only allowed one opponent over this mark this season, and that was Dallas. Okay, so the Chargers defense has been solid. They allowed two touchdowns to Dallas, and that was about it. Otherwise, they limited Washington to nine points, 
and Kansas City to just three points. And the Raiders have not scored more than 12 points in the first half once this season. But can that change tonight? Can that alter this Monday night primetime game against the Chargers? Not so sure. Don't really have too strong of thoughts one way or the other. But the one that I do like, as I alluded to, official play, Chargers first half, total points over 13 and a half. Now, if you're more curious about the total points in the overall game, venturing out from the first half of just the whole game in itself, the Chargers are at 27.5, shaded to the under minus 115. They're averaging just 22 points per game this season. Defensively, the Raiders are allowing 24 points per game. The only time the Chargers went over this is when they just dropped 30 against the Chiefs, and the Raiders have held opponents under this mark in two out of three games. The Raiders' full-game team total is set at 24.5. Over plus 104, under minus 125. Now the Raiders are putting up 30 a game so far this season. Chargers defensively limiting their opponents to just 20 points per game. The Raiders have gone over 24 and a half in all three games as of this point. Now the Chargers, like we said, you know they've done well defensively. They have held their opponents under this mark in all three games. Washington only got 16. And the quarterback injury, Washington's offense not that prolific. Dallas, who we assume is going to continue to have a great defense, only got 20. Chiefs only got 24. So, hey, we'll see what they're able to do against this spot later in the game today. But at the end of the day, the only one that I'm going with for total points, let's take Chargers over 13.5 points. Hope for a couple of tutties going into Monday Night Football. All right, coming up next, Danielle Alvari will be joining us, host of the Los Angeles City Cast. She's got plays. She's got prop plays. We'll discuss them next right here on Rush Hour. Stick around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Probiotics aren't a trend anymore. They're a mainstay in the health and wellness aisle of your favorite store. And Nature's Way Women's Probiotic Pearls are the easiest way to introduce a probiotic into your routine. I mean, they're just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. But they still pack that probiotic punch. Each tiny pearl has one billion active cultures and protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they actually support both digestive and vaginal health, so that's a win-win. And according to my little fact sheet here, they're designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, so they can make it all the way to your small intestine where they're needed most. You probably didn't think we'd be talking about the small intestine today, did you? Well, digestive health is kind of important. If you know, you know. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams. Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. Chicago, Detroit, Philly, and Pittsburgh, and now Los Angeles, city casts are up. And running with five new episodes every week. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast and get in tune from the local betting perspective. All right, we are back here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fives, where you can follow me on Twitter. Still got some college football to get to. Of course, we're primarily focusing in on tonight's affair with Monday Night Football, Chargers and Raiders, but Maul Shaw will be joining us in the next segment to talk about the premier games in college football this upcoming weekend. Some good action in the Big Ten, Nebraska, Michigan. That line opened up really short. Immediate movement to the Wolverines. We'll see if Amal agrees with that. And I'm a Penn State and Iowa. Huge game in Iowa City this upcoming Saturday. So very pumped to talk about that with Amal Shaw. Now, to kick things off of the show, as we typically do when there's a primetime game, we like to look at the first half betting angles for those matchups and basically what we went through is that just like the full game I don't have too much strength in my opinion in terms of who's going to be winning the first half or winning the full game I mean I lean toward the Chargers in both but the angle that I did go with was with the total points and the avenue that I do think could be viable is the Chargers first half total points that's the play that I did officially and 13 and a half I think is a pretty good spot now the juice has been kind of pumped up in favor of Los Angeles so you know it's not ideal to lay upwards to minus 136 or so which we're seeing at Pet Rivers earlier in the day I laid minus a buck 20 so it's kind of getting steep so I, if you're in the 130s I'd say maybe be a little bit hesitant but if you're fully in on it you love it you think the Chargers get off to a hot start then yeah I like that you're under 14 here because I think this Chargers team is more than capable of getting two touchdowns against this Raiders defense that has allowed two out of the three teams as of this point in this season to get to that spot. The familiarity is certainly there. Justin Herbert knows how to defeat this Raiders defense. It's not too difficult. I mean, Las Vegas defensively has improved. You got to give them the tip of the cap and the respect as of this point. 
But again, you know, where the Chargers thrive is in the passing game. And that secondary for the Raiders, I'm still not completely convinced on. Up front and with their backers, they seem to have taken a step forward. But again, I'm just not fully there in thinking that the Raiders can limit Justin Herbert. So that's why not only for the total points in the first half I like for Los Angeles, but that's why it also kind of boasts in terms of my overall game thoughts with the Chargers gravitating toward laying the three with them. And again, that's not a play I'm going to be making. It's, you know, the old gun to your head. If you had to play one way or the other, what would you do? And for me, it would be the Chargers, but I think a good spot to bet the Chargers instead would just be to go with their total points in the first half over 13 and a half. But then again, as I mentioned, you know, you could also say, well, what about for the full game and their total points? Why wouldn't that be a viable option? Well, it's number placement at this point in 27 and a half. I'm not necessarily in love with because as much as the Raiders have been liable to giving up points in the first half, you know, they're only allowing 24 points per game overall. And the Chargers are averaging just 22 points per game this season. 27 and a half is kind of a steep number, even though a lot of people are liking the over here. And primetime games have been seeing the total go over. It's kind of weird to say that because typically it's the opposite, but that's just been the case this season. And the Raiders have held opponents under this mark in two out of three games. You know, the Ravens in that overtime game, Baltimore just got 27. I say just, but considering how good offense they have and, you know, that game going in extra time. Dolphins did get 28. Steelers got 17. So, look, you know, as much as I'm rooting for the Chargers to do great to begin, as we already know because I want them to succeed in the first half to get over that mark, I'm not infatuated in thinking that they can get to 28. And even if they can, I, I can't imagine that it's going to be a sweat-free bet. I think you're going to have to wait down to the wire in that spot because as much as the Chargers can take advantage of this Raiders defense, I think it's going to be a bend-don't-break mentality with that, with that secondary. And they are going to have some bright spots. I think it is going to be a closely played game, as is indicated by this spread only being at three. So uh, 27 and a half seems a little bit too steep for me. Would lean under, if anything, with that number. Minus 115, it is shaded in that direction to the under at Bet Rivers. Over is minus 106 if you're more intrigued in that side. But I would lean under for the full game team total for the Chargers. The Raiders had 24.5. That one shaded to the under minus 125. The over 24.5 is plus 104. This team has gone over this in all three games. But again, Chargers defense, run defense, that's kind of problematic right now. But the pass defense has been very solid. So, uh, we'll see how these teams both uh, attack each other's respective defense. So uh, to help us kind of dissect that, what about Danielle Alvari? We got her on the horn right now, and we're excited to announce, if you haven't heard it, she is a new host of the City Cats, partnered with Bat Rivers, the Los Angeles City Cats. Give her a follow on Twitter, at Danielle Alvari. Does great work with Beeson and now excited to get all of her Los Angeles sports betting content. So, Danielle, you know, I was teeing up this game, obviously, and the spread really hasn't moved whatsoever. It's been stagnant at three. This total's at 52. How have you been dissecting this game, and what kind of overall game betting thoughts do you have for this matchup? Well, Danny, first of all, very excited to be on your show. I've been listening to your city cast as well, uh, and, you know, getting very excited uh, to start mine because I feel bad that you have to talk about uh, about the Bears so much. So <laughs> when I looked at this game, uh, there's a reason we haven't seen the sign move, right? Because historically, this Raiders and Chargers is a great rivalry game here in the AFC West, and they kind of go back and forth here, and it's not by a ton of points, at least not in the recent years, right? So for that reason, I got burned by every L.A. team this weekend so far. I'm a little tilted, uh, so I'd rather take the points here, you know, 
just so that I don't have to sweat too much here, hopefully. But, yeah, I'm going to go Raiders plus three on this one. And I do like an over 51 and a half because, as I'm sure you've already mentioned, really two pass-heavy teams here as well. So I'm expecting a lot of fireworks and hopefully a lot of scoring. How do you think this game's really going to impact, you know, going down into the rest of the season in a sense? Maybe not the rest of the season, but just next week because the narrative with the Raiders are, okay, is this team going to be actual contenders potentially? And, you know, for the Chargers, I get well, I guess maybe I feel like this game, regardless of how it, what the outcome is, I feel like it's going to speak more volume to what this Raiders team is in the Chargers. I feel like we have a pretty general sense of what the Chargers are, but do you think there's still a big question mark out there for if this Raiders team we can take seriously or not? I definitely still have that question mark myself growing up, especially in the Bay Area watching this team. Um, I'm cautious to trust them here. I know that I mentioned this article a couple times, but I know JVT was, was writing about this on vcin.com that we have to be cautious when we look at the Raiders' success so far, right? A 3-0 and start to the season, first team in NFL history to do this and that. Uh, but their first three opponents, we have the Dolphins and the Steelers. We know not great offensive grades, obviously. And their defense was kind of middle of the pack in some regards. So I'm still cautious with this Raiders team, and, and maybe too much so, honestly. But I am on them tonight, obviously, Raiders plus three. Uh, but I, I really – one of the bets I was looking at on Bet Rivers, actually, was the Chargers to win both halves, actually. And that was some, like, some good plus money as well. I think you get that at, like, plus 290 on the yes. Not a lot of great value, but kind of a fun one if you're a Chargers fan, um, because I think that they really could. I think that the team with the defensive advantage is going to take the win here. All right, Danielle, we got a couple minutes left here. You know, on this show, we always love rifling through the props here. I love taking those type of angles. I think they're a very profitable venture if you're doing that consistently. And it seems as if you have a couple that you like tonight, or maybe even a few. Uh, what props are you seeking out for this matchup? Well, obviously, as I mentioned, two pass-heavy teams here. We know the Chargers throw on about 65% of their offensive plays. The Raiders have thrown on about 64% of theirs. I'm interested to see what the run game is going to look like from either of these teams tonight. But with that in mind, I do like Justin Herbert's passing prop over 286.5. Obviously, open the year with those back-to-back 330-plus yard games. He finished with 281 yards in their upset over the Chiefs last week. Uh, four touchdowns for him, zero turnovers, really, and obviously ranked sixth in PFF's passing grade. So uh, I really like to look at an over here. Again, passing props, never a one that I want to bet an under on, right? I don't want to bet on less less of this. So I definitely take an over 286.5 there. But I also like I like Keenan Allen, over 80.5 receiving yards, uh, 13 targets for him in week one, nine receptions for 100 yards. Uh, he went four of eight in week two, racked up 108 yards on that. And last week fell off a little bit. A uh, little bit more of that possession receiver we kind of saw, but still 50 yards there. So I like over 80 and a half for Keenan Allen as well. Okay, yeah, Keenan Allen. I mean, the dude's been on a tear, and so is Mike Williams. I mean, they're just great together, and they're always finding a way to get over their prop marks. And also, if you're playing fantasy football, doing pretty well for your team as of this point. So expecting a big night out of Allen, and you're right. I'm with you, Daniel. I, mean, I can't bet the under on the passing yards. It seems impossible, especially in a matchup like this where the secondary, at least for the Raiders, could be very liable to giving up a bunch. So, yeah, the Herbert over passing yards has been getting schemed up all day. You seem like you got the best of that number. We'll certainly be rooting for you. And, Danielle, we got about 20 seconds. I'm sorry to cut you off short, but uh, what can we expect out of the L.A. City Cast this upcoming week? Oh, well, we'll talk more UCLA, more USC, hopefully better news for the Bruins, and maybe the USC Trojans can keep cranking those points up too. And obviously a bounce-back performance from the Rams on Thursday night would be excellent.
That's right, Danielle. We're looking forward to it. Happy to have you part of the city cast. Look forward to catching up next week. Thanks so much, Dave. At, at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. Again, five new episodes every week. She's got you covered for Los Angeles. Amal Shaw's got us covered for college football next. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all of the action. Decent Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the upcoming season. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, which includes Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams, players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to keep an eye out for. This guide is a must-have. It's got the key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those who are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, back at it here on Rush Hour on vsin the Sports Betting Network. It is time to talk some college football and who better to discuss it with than Amal Shaw. Joining us early this week, we typically have him on either Thursdays or Fridays, but we got to get his reactions to some of these early openers for the good slate ahead in college football. And Amal, I want to start in the Big Ten. A huge game to look forward to with the Nittany Lions and the Hawkeyes. Very similar type of teams here. I guess when I look at this game, Amal, I see, you know, who do you trust more in the quarterback position? And I know that Iowa's a team that's good enough to win consistently in the Big Ten, at least, with a running back like Goodson and the defense they have. But Clifford's been fairly decent as of this point, and both of these defenses are really solid. We saw this kind of open at a pick at Circa, and then it went up to 2.5 in favor of Iowa. Short total naturally at 43.5. Do you think Iowa deserves to be the favorite in this spot? You know, Danny, I see this game being as more of a pick but, you know, being at home and, you know, you're a Big Ten guy, you understand it. The thing is, when you go into Kinnick Stadium, it's always so tough. How many teams have we seen? We saw Minnesota two years go in there with an undefeated record, came out with a loss. I do think, though, that this Penn State team defensively is really elite. I like them a lot, so I'm going to give them a slight edge there. I think Penn State wins this game in a hard-fought, one of those 20-17 to 17 type of games. But I thought the line should be closer to pick them, but I'm not surprised that I was a slight favorite here. Yeah, I completely agree with you here, too. I think if I'm taking anything, it's got to be the Nittany Lions. And again, it's because I personally am not fully there with Petrus, and he we haven't really seen him under pressure in a game where he's playing from behind and doing anything crazy in a comeback victory or just something in a really tough environment. Not environment, but I guess a game because you're at home, as you alluded to. But yeah, I just think Penn State has a little bit more of an advantage. Now, do you think that we could ever see this line get to three, or is it just going to keep trending toward the Nittany Lions, if anything? You know, look, I think it's going to continue to trend down. If you like Iowa, uh, I, I think that you take it now, even though I believe it's going to come down, because it's more detrimental to you, the line being at three, than the benefit of it being at one and a half or two is uh, a positive. So for me, if you like the Hawkeyes, I would take it right now. Okay, yeah, so, man, that'll be a fun one. That one's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Central, or not 6.30 p.m. Central time, the next game. We're talking about it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. I'm already looking ahead. And, all that's going to be Michigan and Nebraska. 
And I was uh, surprised, to say the least, that this one opened up at Circa. I saw that they had it. It's Michigan minus one, and that's gotten bet up, of course, all over the place. Bet Rivers now has Michigan minus three and a half. This total's at 52 and a half. I, I guess for some people, the jury's still out on this Wolverines team because, you know, people aren't really res respecting Wisconsin as much anymore. But that's still an impressive win. Go to Camp Randall and get that dub. But the movement to Michigan obviously makes sense to me because Northwestern and that huge win for Nebraska means nothing because the Wildcats are terrible this year. But is three and a half still short enough where you would lay that with Michigan? Or now that it's over the key number three, it'd maybe stick away. No, I would lay it, but I'm a little disappointed I got to three and a half. I like Michigan at three. I'd still take them up to four. Uh, the reality of it is, when you look at Nebraska, they've played well. They've competed against Oklahoma, came up a little bit short, struggled against Illinois early on. They had an impressive win against Northwestern, but Northwestern appears to be a bottom feeder of the worst team in the Big Ten potentially this year. Um, I think it's going to be a step up in class here. Now, they did play Oklahoma, but the Sooners have never gotten on track this year. I just think Michigan's defense having faced an elite defense in Penn State, uh, I, I think the Wolverines will be ready for Nebraska despite being a road game. Now, like like we were just talking, I mean, it's over the key number of three, at three and a half, you take it up to four, but relatively the money line's not too high, minus 155. Would you almost lay that with Michigan for a little bit more security? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't realize it was that low because you look at, like, for example, this Raiders game tonight against the Chargers. Chargers are minus 160, but to your point, you can get this game at uh, – uh, at a cheaper price, if you like that, in terms of Michigan at 155, and it's a little bit of a higher number at three and a half. Yeah, I think I might end up rolling with that. I always love for an excuse to uh, fade my alma mater so they can disappoint me in a different way. But, no, I, I really think that this is a short line, and you take advantage of Michigan here. And Harbaugh's got his boys looking good. And don't buy into the hype from what happened against Northwestern this past week. Like you said, bottom feeder in the Big Ten. Uh, Amal, let's transition here. Let's talk some SEC. Arkansas and Ole Miss both coming off tough losses this past week and that a lot of betters had high hopes for them in. But they get to match up against each other now, and we see the Rebels as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Total here is at 65-and-a-half. Anything you're willing to bet on as at this point for this matchup? Uh, no, you know what? I, I'm, the total's a little bit high, but look, Matt Corral threw six picks in this game a year last time these two teams matched up. I don't think he'll play that poorly again. I like Ole Miss to bounce back, but six and a half, not a number I want to lay in this particular spot. All right, let's go to a different game then. Still sticking in the SEC. Auburn had an impressive win this past week. Georgia obviously had an impressive win th themselves, as we just alluded to in that past matchup with the team they beat. And we see Georgia on the road now laying 14 and a half, and this totals at 46. Over that 14 number, is it tempting to take the 14 in the hook with Auburn, or is this going to be a similar situation like we saw last week where the number looks good, but Georgia may just be that dominant? That's a great question. Uh, I give Auburn a lot of credit. They fought back trailing in that game against uh, LSU 19-10, to scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They're just inconsistent offensively. That's one concern I have. Uh, but to me, you know, in, in the oldest rivalry in the Deep South, it's kind of hard to lay 14 and a half on the plains down at Jordan-Hare. How many times have you seen Georgia go in there and have been involved in hard-fought games? So to, I don't know if I want to lay the number here with Georgia, but I'm not as confident taking it with Auburn as well. I initially thought about taking it with Auburn, but I'm just a little bit concerned that Auburn may not be able to score consistently enough in this one. Yeah, I think that's kind of some hesitancy I have as well is the lack of offense, and obviously that was our concern, kind of handicapping that Arkansas-Georgia matchup, and 
That certainly was the case in that game and could be this upcoming week. But nevertheless, that'll be a fun one to see Georgia put on the, you know, dominance once again and just keep putting their foot down on the pedal. 14 and a half is steep, but hey, Georgia has been cruising. Uh, Amal, you mentioned Oklahoma. This has been a very tough team to gauge as at this point in the season. Red River rivalry this upcoming week. Texas is catching three in the hook. Totals at 63 and a half. This Longhorns team is banged up. But again, the Sooners have not done anything really impressive or dominant as of this point in the season. And with this number at three in the hook, it almost seems kind of tough to lay in that direction. What do you think, though? Yeah, uh, it does a little bit. Uh, you know, Oklahoma's had tremendous success in the Red River. Uh, boy, I tell you, Danny, it's tough right now for me to go against Texas. I know they had that hiccup game, but ever since Casey Thompson has taken over, they're much better offensively. They have the best running back in college football. Oklahoma has struggled to run the ball at times. Spencer Rattler, but he got a lot of hype playing at OU, but maybe he's just not as good as people think he is until he can show it to you consistently. By the way, do you have a total on this game? Yeah, this total in this spot is about 63 and a half. It seems like it's going down a little bit, too. Yeah, I think because of what we've seen out of Oklahoma's defense so far, they've played well, and the offense has not necessarily kept pace with what we'd expect out of the Sooners. Um, you know, no real opinion on this total either, but I don't know. I, I think it's one of those games where you've got to wait on the end play. I think that's your best option. Yeah, especially in a rivalry game, that's always kind of a good avenue to take with these two teams that, you know, Texas has looked great, but they're kind of dealing with injuries. And, you know, Oklahoma, again, they have the talent, but they haven't put it get together there where we're like, yeah, I can fully trust this team. So in-game is always a good option. Uh, Amal, we got about a minute left. I wanted to hit one more college game, but I figure we might as well talk about NFL tonight. Did you have any plays for Monday Night Football for the Raiders and Chargers? Yeah, I, I'm going to end up playing the three here with the Chargers. I thought this line was going to go to three and a half. It hasn't. Um, I think some of it is uh, influenced by the fact that in Las Vegas, obviously the Raiders being the home team, they have a lot of interest in backing them. But to me, I, I think this is a game that uh, the Chargers win at home. This is an important game, Danny, going AFC big picture. Raiders 3-0, and they would win this game. Uh, you know, you'd have wins over the Ravens, the Steelers, and of course uh, Miami and the Chargers, all four AFC teams. So, Really bodes well for the Raiders' postseason hopes. On the, on the flip side, if you're the Chargers, you've got to make it happen here in this division matchup. Big-time game, and Amal rolling with the Chargers tonight, laying the three. Should be a fun one at Amal. We appreciate you, as always, helping us handicap not only tonight's game, but college football this weekend. Take care, my man. Thank you. At Amal Shaw one on the tweets, as always, is where you can follow him along and co-host of Odds On. Alongside Mike Palm right here on VEASAN, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. They cover them all. Hockey coming up as we talked about. The guy, them all loves hockey. We'll get you covered with that. Soccer, baseball, playoff season, baby, and NFL and college football as we just discussed. We will discuss it more. Rob Shelf, my best bets, Monday Night Football. We'll let you know what they are next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Probiotics aren't a trend anymore. They're a mainstay in the health and wellness aisle of your favorite store. And Nature's Way Women's Probiotic Pearls are the easiest way to introduce a probiotic into your routine. I mean, they're just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. But they still pack that probiotic punch. Each tiny pearl has one billion active cultures and protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they actually support both digestive and vaginal health, so that's a win-win. And according to my little fact sheet here, they're designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, so they can make it all the way to your small intestine where they're needed most. You probably didn't think we'd be talking about the small intestine today, did you? Well, digestive health is kind of important. If you know, you know. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. Plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-711. one 3500 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, we are wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour here on Beeson the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for some of my best bets and just overall prop shelf. 
Let's get into it for Monday Night Football. Chargers, Raiders, spreads that three. No thank you. You know they're outward taken. We're going with the props, baby. baby. Let's do it with prop shelf. It's starting with the quarterbacks, Derek Carr. His passing yards prop tonight, 281 and a half at Bet Rivers. Need a little bit of momentum go toward the over for Carr. And naturally, considering he's gone over this mark in all three games thus far. Week one, 435 passing yards versus Baltimore. Week two, 382 at Pittsburgh and versus Miami. Even got 286. However, the hesitancy for me on this play is the fact that the Chargers are only allowing 211 passing yards per game. Heineke at 122. That was a fluky game. Okay, don't count it. Dak Prescott only got 237. Mahomes only got 260, and I say only because it's relative, and these quarterbacks typically cruise over that number, but it's because the teams playing against the Chargers are really attacking their weak run defense. Will the Raiders do the same tonight? Josh Jacobs has been ruled active, so it'll be him, it'll be Barber, it'll be Kenya Drake. they got a plethora of options. They can certainly try to dismantle this Chargers run defense, so I get why it's a little bit lower. I think you stay away from Derek Carr and his passing yards prop. Not as much faith. Not saying that he can't get over it, but again, I, I just don't know what to expect out of that game plan. So I think you kind of stick away from him there. His pass attempts is intriguing. 35 and a half over minus 130 because he's averaging 45 pass attempts per game. He's gone over this mark in all three games. 56 pass attempts versus Baltimore. 37 at Pittsburgh and 43 versus Miami. But opponents are only averaging 31 pass attempts per game against the Chargers thus far. Mahomes had the most. He had 44, but that's because they were trailing. If you think that the Raiders are going to be trailing in this game, then yes, of course, that gives you more conviction to go to the over, but I personally don't have as much faith that they will be. I am leaning toward the Chargers, but I don't think with complete faith and certainty I can say that I'd be willing to lay minus 130 for the over pass attempts, especially if they're having success in the ground game. I would lean over, but I don't think that's your best route to take. Total pass completions is at 24 and a half. He's almost averaging 30 per game. Again, he's gone over this in all three games thus far. But opponents just completing 21 passes per game against the Chargers. Mahomes had 27. That was the most. If anything, maybe take a look at his pass completions over too because you're getting a better price on the over. But I just truly don't think this is a game where you want to be infatuated with betting Derek Carr over. And it's not to say that I don't want you coming back and be yelling at me because, of course, he has the talent to do so. That's how their offense has been. But I just don't know what to expect out of this game plan from Gruden. So I'm saying maybe just wait a little bit and don't rush to put your money on that betting option involving Derek Carr. Justin Herbert's probably the better route you want to take. And Danielle Avari told us that she's betting his passing yards prop over. And she got a great number, 286.5, where it began it this morning going all the way up into the 300s but uh, most recently when we had it up it was about 299 and a half so look he's averaging 319 per game he didn't go over uh, our prop that we bet on him last week of course but you know naturally he's going to do it this week probably <laughs> he got 281 versus Kansas City last week 338 versus Dallas 337 at Washington so he's gone over it in two out of three games as of this point the Raiders secondary allowing about 248 passing yards per game uh, Brissett only threw for 215 against them. Big Ben threw for 295. Lamar Jackson, 235. I think if you expect the Chargers to have the same philosophy offensively, being, you know, focusing in on a passing game, then yes, Herbert passing yards over would be the move. But now the number's gotten so out of control that you're probably not getting the best. You're definitely not getting the best of it. It may not be worth the play. 
His pass attempts could be a good look, though. This was briefly at 36 and a half, and before I could actually pull the trick on it, it shot up to 37 and a half and still shaded to the over. Minus 134 for Herbert. Uh, he's averaging 42 pass attempts per game. He's gone over 37 and a half pass attempts in all three contests thus far. 47 at Washington, 41 versus Dallas, and 38 at Kansas City. Plus, the Raiders' opponents are averaging 40 pass attempts against them per game. Lamar was the only one not to go over, and he even had 30. And that's a lot for Lamar Jackson, considering, as we know, he's typically mobile. So the Chargers are a team that passes the ball a lot more than they run. Not a lot more, but 1.8 times more to be exact. So if you want to do something with Herbert, maybe he could still take advantage of his pass attempts over. Completions is kind of high at 27.5. He's gone over this mark in two out of three games. But I think if you're looking for something with Herbert, take a gander instead at the pass attempts over if you want to do anything with Herbert. But let's get into the plays that I'm officially doing. What we like to call Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour. It's still involving the props, but the plays that I am officially doing for Monday Night Football in terms of the props. So it's kind of a, uh, you know, both of them. It's both Prop Shelf and Danny's Dimes. We just want an excuse to play that awesome animation made by the Beeson's graphic department. So uh, we like throwing that up, and we like giving the opportunities to cash in on these props, which hopefully we can do tonight, starting with Austin Eckler. Now, Eckler made a sweat out when we bet his prop the other week. I think he got it by like a yard or a half yard in terms of his rushing yards. But where my interests lie with Austin Eckler is his receiving yards. 36 and a half was a number earlier today. I know this has been getting bet up a little bit, so be sure to check all the outlets. But at 36 and a half, over under minus 115, Eckler has gone over this mark in two out of three games. He's averaging 39 receiving yards per game. And that's including a game in week one where he had no catches, no receiving yards at Washington. But then he came back against Dallas, had nine catches on nine targets for 61 receiving yards. Then last week at Kansas City, had six catches on six targets for 52 receiving yards. Raiders, when you look at what they allow running backs to do, they're allowing running backs to catch about four passes per game and allow 32 receiving yards. It's a short sample, but something to consider. Austin Eckler is always featured in the passing game, it seems, barring that week one. But even dating back to last season, the season prior, that's how they utilize him a lot. And look at that. I mean, nine targets versus Dallas caught them all. Six targets versus Kansas City caught them all. I assume he can easily get over 36.5 again, even if he gets about maybe five targets and catches all five of those. So look for Austin Eckler if you can get it about under 40 if it's moved. But I got 36.5 to the over minus 115 receiving yards for Austin Eckler. Now, speaking of receivers, let's go into the actual receivers for this game. Darren Waller, always a profitable man to better. Not always, but typically, especially in prime time. And a very favorable one to betters. And just kind of one of the more popular guys to hone in on because he's just always a consistent threat and always a consistent target for Derek Carr as Waller does lead the team in targets. His receptions prop is the one that I played. Over minus 145, under plus 110. Again, this one's been getting steamed up a lot too, but I think we see Waller get to six catches tonight. So I laid minus 145 to the over five and a half receptions for Waller. He's averaging just under seven receptions per game. He's getting targeted 11 times per game. He's only gone over this mark once though, oddly enough. He got 10 catches on 19 targets versus Baltimore. It's just incredible, 19 targets. Uh, seven targets, but caught five of them versus Pittsburgh. And the same thing against Miami, five catches on seven targets. But I do think we see him eclipses tonight. So I laid minus 145 and betting Waller over five and a half receptions. And the Chargers against tight ends are allowing them on average to get 6.3 catches and 69 receiving yards per game to tight ends. So 
I like Waller over five and a half receptions. Wow. Henry Ruggs at third, receiving yards. 43 and a half, I thought was a low mark. This may have moved up in some other spots, but if you can still get it there, I mean, Henry Ruggs is averaging 79 receiving yards per game. He's gone over this mark of 43 and a half in all three games as of this point. Only had two catches in week one against the Ravens, but still got 46 receiving yards. Had 113 receiving yards the next week on five catches, and then 78 receiving yards on four catches last week. He leads the team in receiving yards with 237. He's averaging 21 and a half receiving yards per catch, so even if the you know frequency isn't there, he's getting those deep balls, and that bodes very well for going over his receiving yards prop of 43 and a half. He's getting about 3.7 catches on six targets per game. Again, I know I was kind of hyping up the Chargers secondary earlier in the show, but look, all it takes is one big play for Ruggs to get over this. And I think this is a lower amount that you can take advantage of. So I played Henry Ruggs over 43 and a half receiving yards. Played Darren Wall over five and a half receptions. And Austin Eckler over 36 and a half receiving yards. And if you missed it at the beginning of the show, we took the Chargers first half team total over 13 and a half points. Best of luck if you tail with any of our wagers. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll catch up again tomorrow for another edition of Rush Hour. Until then, take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.